We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. edition of Floyd Street's Finest. He is Jeff Greer. I'm Jack Grossman. Thanks so much for tuning in. Part of the Field of 68 podcast network. Like, subscribe, do all those things I usually forget to say that you should do here on Floyd Street's Finest. Um, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, however the heck you get to listen to us ramble along here on the show every week. Jeff, Always, always, always enjoy having you on, my man. How you been lately? Uh, I'm great. I'm sorry for my, I know it's a little blurred behind us, but anyone who's watching on the streamed version, I'm sorry. I'm in a hotel room, so it's not the most uh, luxurious uh, backdrop for my uh, for my return to the show. Uh, but doing great, uh, getting ready for soccer season, um, but definitely still locked in in on uh college hoops and i gotta just say real quick i, I know that there's gonna get some eye rolls uh on a louisville centric podcast but how about those pit panthers there we go. at the right time <laughs> you know i i was making fun of my friend the other day their only non-conference um opera well their worst non-conference loss is missouri and um that might be 
uh, might keep them out of the tournament. They don't have any non-conference wins, and they've got one or two quad three losses that are not great, but the Mizzou one is killing me because uh, they're starting to make up for it in league play. But anyway, excited to talk about Louisville. Yeah, that might be the equivalent of last year Clemson missing the tournament when they lost that game to Louisville, or like Miami, <laughs> or, or, or like Miami Maybe. this year losing to Louisville. Just yeah. quad four quad four losses don't help you get into the tournament. Doesn't no. matter if it's a power conference team or not power conference team. Missouri's zero and eleven in SEC play, which they lost, they lost to Vanderbilt. Yeah, and and, not, and, and they great. didn't even need a, a traveling violation to get missed on a buzzer beater to lose to Vanderbilt, <laughs> like Texas A&M yeah. had a couple nights ago. But Louisville does play Pitt this weekend up in Pittsburgh, so we, mm-hmm. we can get into that a little bit later if we okay, want to. Okay, but all right. but uh, but uh, a, a rematch there from the first game down in the Yum Center. But the Cards playing better basketball, I think, is a good word to say i i don't know if i would call it good basketball but you take this four game stretch where they beat florida state which i broke down very thoroughly in the last podcast and you have the game against syracuse where you're down to the mm-hmm. wire we, we, we won't mm-hmm. i have thoughts on that we probably won't get too too deep into that that uh, we can if we want to but but it, it, at this point it was already you know over a week ago so i don't know how much meat is left on the bone there but then you beat georgia tech at home and then you face boston college and for me the big thing's been this louisville's offense has kind of carried them throughout yeah. the last the last month six weeks or so one one thing i do point out is i put this on on twitter i'd have to run it again and uh update with the boston college game which i can honestly do that here in a minute but i was interested with how much is I want to focus mainly on the defense and but offensively Louisville. They've since the Miami game, they've been good. They've made adjustments and they've been effective on that end. I wanted to see how the the metrics really reflected that. So you know, if you go to Bart Bart Torvik, one of my favorite things about that site is you can filter by dates. So if you start with the Miami game and go through the Georgia Tech game. Again, I can get this updated again, the Boston College game real quick. Where would you guess Louisville would be rated in offensive efficiency in the country in, in the last five weeks or so? Probably, I mean, top 50, probably. 118th. Okay. Which, hey, that's better. That's considering where they where they have been. Yes. Again, it's better. What, what, yeah. what for me, I find it. I forgot the shooting percentages were like, were not great despite the, 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 improvement uh from the offensive production so that's yeah, well, uh, way off <laughs> which to me is really surprising because because you know you just look at the pure point totals i mean 101 gets four to say 92 against syracuse um they were in the 70s again against boston college and they've been consistently scoring in the high 70s 80s if not higher mm-hmm. over those last six weeks so kind of what i think is that louisville's kind of found a style for them the georgia tech game is a little bit different to where it's almost like a, a gigantic pickup game, I feel like, to where they're just flying up and down the court. They're mm-hmm. not playing a lot of defense. They're not exactly playing great defensive teams, whether it be Syracuse sure. or Florida State or, or or Georgia Tech or really any of these teams in the ACC in the back half of the schedule, to where I, I think it's a little bit inflated to where I, I'm not sure how much credit we should be giving them versus what the metrics say because the point totals and the metrics tell two very different stories about the Louisville offense but at the end of the day it doesn't really matter unless you're doing much of the defensive end anyways but just what have you saw seen improvement wise from Louisville on that end of the floor over the last month or so yeah well look I think I, I think it's you look at individual players and how they've gotten better and 
Tyler Johnson, especially. Yeah, he's 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 a really nice um, drink stirring guard. He will look for guys. He tries to create. Um, I think you know our friend Bob Valvano has a really good point, and obviously he's going to know as well as anyone being around the team and and calling all these games of you're still waiting for, for Johnson, who's, who's a young guard um, to learn game management a little bit more and floor management and make decisions and and that, that dictate pace um, and dictate game management, especially when your team is winning or you're in a tight game. Um, But that kid, that kid can play and has gotten a lot better as the season has progressed and, and gotten, he's never lacked for confidence. um, But I think his, I think his productivity has started to match up with that confidence. Um, you know, I, you, you look down the roster, you mentioned Huntley Hatfield. I mean, last year he was very uncomfortable in every game. He just looked like he was uncomfortable out of sorts. Didn't really understand where to be. Now we're seeing him hungry for the ball. Uh, he knows how to use uh, his skill set, which is another big part of it. Um, you know, it's, it's difficult and I remember hearing this when he was leaving Tennessee and, and transferring, you know, from guys who cover college basketball at a national level that, that they had heard, look, there is some frustration there because you just look at the guy physically and you say, seal your man, post up, find ways to, to get duck ins and, and score around the basket and, and be, be a big guy. And his skill set is a little bit more diverse than that. And his mindset, uh, at least last year, was very much like, no, I'm very much a, a modern four. I'm a stretch four, put it on the floor type guy. And he's found a happy medium uh, there. So when you talk about individual development with those guys, you know, JJ Trainer before he got hurt, um, it's unfortunate for him, um, but he clearly had improved too. And then you talk about Mike James. I mean, Mike James has been, I know he hasn't had uh, every game hasn't been uh, perfect for him. Um, and I, and I know you and I've talked about him at length for years now. He is one of my all-time favorite Louisville players, even though he's been on losing teams, that kid works his butt off. And so you, look, we, we just talked about four guys. And so you start going down the list and, you know, you've got some guys who have really figured out ways um, forward and, and ways to to look better. And as a result, Louisville's games have been more competitive. But, Jack, offensively is what I was going to point to from the BC game. You talk about game management. And, you know, I, I think to a certain point they saw that lead evaporate and you get into a little bit of a dogfight uh, on the road, right? And from 50, it got to 54-54. And in that next sequence that buried the game and won it for Boston College, Louisville had four turnovers. They missed a layup and they gave up a bucket on a putback, offensive putback off an offensive rebound. And those are just little things that you talk about game management. You talk about understanding situations that you cannot have empty possessions with turnovers because um, they're going to cost you games against teams that are even remotely decent. So that's where you're still going to have those hiccups. And and I know you mentioned this earlier. I'm not sure that it's really enough um, in terms of, you know, the coaching stuff and, and, and the end of season decisions, but to their credit, they, they Louisville has looked better. They've been entertaining to watch the last couple of games. And, and uh, I know for a lot of fans, you, you heard them full throated um, last time they were out at the Yum center or loud, um, and that is something that has been noticeably a, a little bit different these last couple of weeks 
Um, and really since ACC play started where they had some decent results earlier in the year, uh, earlier in the league slate too. So that's just kind of my perception. Um, but, uh, but again, I, I hate for every all roads to always lead back to the coaching situation, but um, so, so I'll try to leave that out of it for this. Yeah, part. I, 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 we're going to get there, but we'll but, get there. We'll get but there. But I, the I, offense has looked a lot better the last I, couple, couple times out. I love that you brought up. I smiled when you brought up when it was 54, 54 against Boston college, because that was the big point I had out of that game was you score 47 points in the first half. You're clicking on all cylinders. They look great. They looked first. really good in that really first good half. In that first half. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, it's hard to expect to score, you know, 94 points in a game. <laughs> like, like that's just a lot to ask for to have to win a basketball game. Yeah. But Louisville gives up a little spurt. They give up wide open threes on back-to-back possessions. You get to 54 all. Kenny Payne calls a timeout to try to set something up. And you get the full first timeout of the second half, media timeout. So you have three damn minutes to set something up. That's more time than you would ever need to set up a play. And Louisville instead turns the ball over out of the timeout, gives up a layup, and then – or actually they they had a really bad shot out of the timeout where they didn't have any movement – didn't have any of that spacing, that ball movement, that that really has become the hallmark of when they've been good on the offensive end. Take mm-hmm. a challenge shot, give up a layup, then they turn it over, media timeout. Yep. That, to me, was the entire game right there, those yep. three possessions. Because at that point, Boston College was at an 8 nothing run and what would end up being a 20-1 to run. They end up leading by 13, and you never seriously threaten again. That's the type of thing, like, they've taken steps forward, and they've been a better team this year than they were a year ago but in that spot out of a timeout you gotta be decisive get to something quickly especially when Louisville plays with tempo like they like to do and when they're at their best they play with tempo I get it's a half court set but you gotta get into your action quickly whether that be Tyler attacking off the dribble setting up a Huntley Hatfield post up or looking for James or Trey White on the corners to try to create something, you've got to get into that quickly. You have to have a sense of urgency. And Louisville at that moment did not have that sense of urgency. And that's really where the game went off the rails to me. And and, and I know you, you brought that up too. So, <laughs> so I just wanted to piggyback off that. And by the way, I did look it up during that uh, Louisville from the Miami game through today, 117th in offensive efficiency okay. for Torvik in the country. Okay. So, so basically the same. So yeah, better, but that's still not the level that Louisville – is no. striving to be no. for. And by the way, defensively, they are 206th in yeah, that time. Just... And yeah, you're not going to win that's games tough, like man. that. No, like, you're not. Like, like you beat Florida state in a shootout like that. And, and I really thought that, that 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 was a matchup that favored Louisville for a lot of reasons that we don't need to get into again, but then you go and you play Syracuse, a team that does not play any defense unless they're playing North Carolina for whatever reason, that, <laughs> <laughs> which is really bizarre yeah, they're, they're yeah. in a little bit of a tailspin too aren't they uh, yeah i mean yeah. And, yeah i mean carolina's lost four out of five now after i yeah. i kind of crowned them as as the the hottest team in college basketball which that's they, how it works they were though, for but a while. yeah 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 they were playing great ball but they've really crashed in the last couple mm-hmm. weeks or so which mm-hmm. has been stunning really but you go on the road to syracuse and you score 92 points but you give up 94 mm-hmm. and so so that was kind of to me the apex of it to where you could tell, like, they really tried to drill home, like, play with effort, intensity, all that stuff on the defensive end into the Georgia Tech game to where they were better 
defensively. But to be honest, I thought a lot of it was that Georgia Tech was incredibly stagnant on the offensive end and really didn't try to move the ball. Miles Kelly was just trying to create everything for himself. The dude yeah. dropped 35 on you. So, yeah. so he was electric. But when you look at Louisville's 18 to 2 run in that game, they're down 60 to 51. I tracked kind of the key stretch in that. You know, Mike James hits a couple free throws. Caleb Glenn, who was a beast in that game, offensive rebound in a bucket. He hits a three to kind of get you going. But then look at Georgia Tech's four or five possessions during Louisville's 18 to 2 run. They wipe out a Kelly wide open three with a moving screen. They travel against a double team right under the basket in the paint. George misses a wide open three. Then they then George airballs a one and one after the under four timeout. <laughs> and then after James finds Trey White on a driving kick to put Louisville up five, Georgia Tech dribbles with no sense of urgency up the court. They walk the ball up the court, wreck a three without any passes. The dude literally just dribbled up the court and pulled from the top of the key. Get their gets their own rebound off of that three misses a layup on the putback gets the ball back again before Trey White blocks it out of bounds so you look at those five possessions how much is Louisville doing on those possessions that to be reeks of Georgia Tech self-inflicted wounds and really just doing some pretty Mm -hmm. dumb stuff from you know airballing a free throw how often do you see that in a college basketball game I love the airball airball free throws I think uh what game was I Oh, I was calling a, a U of L women's game and they were playing. Um, it might've been Pitt or, or it was either Pitt or BC. Cause of the, those are the last two games I did, but both teams airballed a free throw. And that, oh, that it's like, it's, it's, it's enough when one team airballs a free throw, but it's always shocking when you see uh, multiple, Twice. but, That's but nuts. no, I look, I, I, and look, I, I mean, I think, you know, Georgia tech is in an interesting spot also because they've shown some real, um, sparks. I mean, I, I yeah, was, I was sparks. down here in Atlanta. I was at the games yeah. they won against North Carolina and Duke and they yeah. showed real potential there. Yeah. But then and I do think there'll be, I think in the long term, I think Stoudemire will agree. get them going. I like what he's a, doing. It'll be a fun there. team, but you know, I look I, with Louisville. It, it, it's. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. 
they found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Even even if in this in this context, so even if we're going to say, and, and I don't necessarily disagree, um, but even if we're going to say, look, you know, Georgetown or the team you're playing, Georgia Tech, some of the some of the help uh, that that Louisville got was self-inflicted by their by their own opponent's ineptitude or or, or bad decision maker, whatever. But Louisville still played with a lot more energy and effort on the defensive end. That sure, game. and Louisville last year did not get those breaks. That ineptitude did not ever help them. And so, you know, it, look, I still think a coaching change has to be made. But I, uh, but again, I still think also uh, that that you you look at that game, you look at the Florida State game. Think of all the times that Chris Mack and Rick Pitino had to coach against FSU with much more talented, more cohesive teams that were nationally ranked and they lost. And I don't care what iteration of FSU we're talking about, whether it's a team that's right now, like definitely on the outside looking in, but you know, 14 and eight or whatever their record 12 is, and nine. 12 and nine, decent enough. They've had some good wins. They have some good players on their team. Uh, they're underperforming, I think a little bit. Um, to, to get a win against them is a solid win in the ACC historically, traditionally, that is a solid win. Um, and so look, I, I think at some point you look at, and I, and you mentioned Caleb Bunn. I feel bad that I did not mention him and Curtis Williams when you're talking about individual development. Yeah, he's shooting those, the ball really confidently. Yeah, Curtis those Williams two is. guys, those two guys look like they are players for the future. And so you start talking about, look, they, they get some breaks against Georgia tech and they finish that thing off and they win it. Um, they have some learning lessons that they can take away from, from uh, the BC loss. They beat FSU. Um, they've had some other games where things kind of slipped for them. And, and it's clear that, that if, if you are a smart team, if you are a cohesive team uh, and you're growing together, you'll learn from those experiences and they'll benefit you even if it's not this season, they'll benefit you down the line. And all of a sudden I'm thinking like, look, even if a coaching change is made and maybe these guys are, are guys who wouldn't stay at Louisville unless they had uh, the current coaching staff. I, I honestly have no insight into that uh, whatsoever, but if I'm a coach coming in, I'm starting to say, look, you've probably got a, ha a good handful of guys who I would probably want to try to keep around. Yeah. You and definitely have pieces there. Yeah, and you last did. year I just wouldn't say that. <laughs> probably wouldn't. You probably wouldn't say that too much. I mean, outside of Mike James and L. Ellis, and you you say maybe there's potential there in, in a JJ Trainer and yeah. and those guys. Jalen Weatherstews having a role for Carolina this year. Yeah, yeah. So, but you're but now you're looking at a Louisville roster, and I'm thinking like there's probably seven guys on this team 
roughly I, someone's gonna be oh yeah name them but I just mean like a half dozen guys um at least on this roster who I think can be worked with now you need to bring in where you need to bring in to fill gaps is again that game management stuff is really important and that you know people when you talk about game management you're thinking point guards you're thinking ball handlers it doesn't always have to be those roles it can be guys in a variety of different roles who can help you with leadership and experience um but i i just it, it's it's noticeable um that that they've gotten better and and they've gotten breaks that they previously were not getting and that's that i don't know yeah. what that says but it says something i, I, I mean i, I think that's the biggest that. difference in terms of just the pure results from last year to this year i mean last year obviously they had the, the three one-point losses at the start of the <laughs> year and that kind of just everything kind of snowballed mm. after that but i think this season it feels like an eternity ago doesn't it yeah it really yeah. does but mm. the, the the step that i think if you want to say a step's been taken has been taken is that they can compete and win most of these games against bad teams. And mm -hmm. we saw that early in the year when they beat, you know, New Mexico state and Bellarmine and Pepperdine and UMBC. And you're seeing now, now they're in kind of the, the, the bad two thirds of the ACC because outside mm -hmm. of Carolina Duke, I, I guess Virginia, I was ready to buy in on them. And then, and then they lose the pit to your pit team hey, at home. Yeah. home. Um, other than that, really, I mean, win for there's, that that's a huge win for Pitt. Yeah, yeah, but other than that, there's just not a lot in the league this year. To where you look at the rest of the schedule, you're really not playing teams that are incredibly significantly better than some of the non-conference teams. Yeah, you were playing to where you look at it and you say, okay, you can compete and win some of those games, which is kind of what they've been doing, going two and two to start that stretch. But at the end of the day, how much does that show where you want to be as a program? long term and is that enough to show that hey you, you should give them a third year because they're competing with 13 and 10 boston college and <laughs> i mean congratulations or, or like or like 13 and 11 georgia tech that's that's not the standard at louisville to where it, it's in it's in, the thing i've always said is if they did this last year people would have been yes ecstatic and yes. it would have been I don't know about ecstatic, but they would have been like, this is encouraging. They would have been content. Yeah. They would have yeah. been encouraged. They would have been encouraged. And, and it would have been, okay, there's something yeah. you can build on. Mm -hmm. But when you go forward 28 first, it just erases all of that. Uh, to yep. do that in the second year, it just it doesn't help you at all. And that doesn't even mention all, all the off-the-court you know, drama with like Karan Davis and all that stuff or um, or the uh, – or, or the press conference stuff, or, or any, or any of the other things. You're taking Ely wants to be John Calperi by one, but just in terms of the on the court results, it it just it's better, but it's still not good enough. Is kind of yeah. where I'm at. To where I yeah. I don't think short of doing the Patrick Ewing thing of winning the Big East title to get an NCAA tournament bid, I don't know what the difference is. Like let's say right now that they're eight and seventeen. They're at Pittsburgh this weekend, Notre Dame at home, the Duke game on the road, they'll lose that. I mean, they they have six games left. They've got, they, okay, they, but I was just going to throw this out there, Jack, okay? I'm just looking back at the schedule. You're not going to, you're probably not going to beat Pitt and you're probably not going to beat Duke on the road, right? You're, you're definitely, definitely not, not gonna, beating you're Duke You're not winning road, Duke yeah. on the road. Uh, Pitt looks like, a, honestly, one of the four or five best teams in the league right now, so I, it's a hard to imagine it, it's a very bad time to get Pitt. it's a bad time to be playing pit 
Uh, and honestly, when they were pl- when they played Pitt in Louisville, was a good time to get them, and they and they and they never laid really an egg. threatened. Yeah, yeah. Well, do but, you think do, I, I'll pose this before you say everything else? So, do you think this could be a trap game for Pitt after nah, after, after beating Virginia on the road? They have Wake Forest after Louisville, and you already whipped Louisville in the Yum Center to where you overlooked that a little bit. No, not no. at all. I think I think Pitt knows that it's in desperation mode. That's fair. I, I think. I, they are another team where you've got some young guys who are starting to kind of click in a little bit more uh, to match some of their older guys. Um, and it seems like they are getting, they're getting healthy at the right time. Um, I, I just, I could, I mean, I could, it'd be hilarious if they, if they turn around and, and Louisville beats them by 20. I mean, it, <laughs> that would be funny. If I we just, know one thing, if Louisville wins, they're not winning by 20. Okay. But, but regardless, um, you know, regardless, I would just say I think Pitt is I think Pitt's in a spot where they know that these games are at this point. They I wouldn't say they have to win out, uh, but they can't lose to Louisville. Um, right. They can't lose those games. They've got to beat a lot of these like middle, like you mentioned, Wake Forest. Wake Forest has looked pretty good lately. Um, you've got to beat some of those teams. Um, and then you cannot, oh, you got to beat most of those teams, if not all of them. And then you've got to hope that you pick off the UNCs and Dukes. Uh, I know they've already beaten Duke, but just for Louisville's purpose, you know, you get past this game on Saturday, you've got Notre Dame at home and Notre Dame is now playing like a team that can't wait for the season to end. You've got Duke, which again, you're, you're not, it's going to be hard to win at Cameron indoor from anyone, Yeah, but you finish with three games at home against teams that, you know, you would think Louisville would feel like they could be competitive with. We saw the Syracuse game, right? And, and right. you know, maybe Syracuse finds a way to sneak in to the tournament conversation. I, I seems unlikely at this point. Um, Virginia Tech has been disappointing this year. And Boston College, we just saw what that game looks like. So Louisville will get, uh, as the as the Brits would say, another bite at the apple, a chance to to play BC again and and maybe see if they can uh, get them at home. Um, but, but look, I mean, those are conceivably competitive games for Louisville. And yeah, they lost to Virginia Tech back in December. I'm, I'm scrolling back through the schedule and that was a game that they really could could have yeah they lost by seven yeah Yeah. at a play another place that's hard to play in that you know even again with louisville's best teams hard games uh at virginia tech to play in louisville won louisville had that long winning streak for like 23 years against virginia tech before the mac yes a couple years ago yes and and and, but but playing and playing at castle is tough is a tough place to play um, it's the fans are right on top of you. You're kind of in the middle and well, you're not in the middle of nowhere, but you're in a far kind of a far place from really anything else in Roanoke. Um, so yeah, it, it's conceivable that Louisville finishes the season. 12 and 19. Maybe, maybe I picked um, 10, I picked 10 and 21 before the season started. I think, I think I had him at 10 and 21. I don't even remember what I had him at, but it was probably somewhere in that range. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to there go. There were folks who were talking more like 14 to 16 wins with the schedule. And, and when they started losing some of the non-conference games that I think people were expecting Louisville to be able to win with the roster. Um, that's really when I think the bottom kind of fell out on, on any conversation of there being a third year. And now of all times they're in league play. That's supposed to be harder 
and they're starting to click a little bit and look a little bit better. And it's, it makes for a very fascinating conversation. I mean, how much, I don't how, have to make these does, decisions. Yeah. <laughs> or actually I'll say this. If you have, you unless want you want to pay me, Jack, that's what I was going to say. Me, it's like, well, million dollars, me, I'll make those decisions. If you want to give me Josh Hurd's paycheck, I will happily make every decision. <laughs> My wife would love that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, I just don't see much of a difference between 11 and 20 or 12 and 19 and 9 and 22 or there, 8, there eight, eight and 23 to where it's like, congratulations, you won a few more games. To, to me, like, like if, you're, if you're like 15 and 15, that's one thing. And let's be honest, if they would have won the Chattanooga and Arkansas State games, which they different got blown out in both of those games, maybe it is a little bit of a different conversation. But the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, you got 20 pieced in both of them. <laughs> and and you lost to Kentucky Wesleyan as an exhibition game, which technically doesn't count against your record, but people remember that. Yeah. Yep. To, to where those things matter. And you're yeah. not, unless you go in and like, reel off somehow six in a row and win in Cameron and win at Pittsburgh, things I don't expect to happen or win the ACC tournament. Another thing I don't expect to happen. (laughs) I mean, I just don't, I I don't see how there's a path to where you can say enough has been done to give him a third year. Yes. It's been a little bit better, but you're still sitting here. We're saying how much better it's been. You're eight and 17 and three and 11 Mm -hmm. in the league. That's Mm -hmm. not what Louisville basketball is supposed to be. No, it's It's not. not. And and it, it's tough because, you know, you never want to just advocate to say, you know, a guy should be fired. But but it, it's it's one of those things to where it's just not good enough still at this stage, especially after, after 4 and 28 the year before. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and we'll have special offers for the listeners and the viewers of the Field of 68 as we all get ready for the best month of the year, March madness if you haven't signed up for betmgm yet you can use the bonus code field 150 and you will get 150 dollars in free bets on your first wager with betmgm regardless of whether or not you win that first bet here's the best part all you need to do is deposit and bet five dollars of your hard-earned money this is how you make it work download the betmgm app and sign up using the bonus code field 150 that's field 150 deposit at least five dollars and place your first wager on any game you will receive up to 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your bet just make sure you use that bonus code field 150 when you sign up and remember BetMGM is now available in one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient when I have to go cover games in Philly or New York, which happens quite a bit. When you cross state borders, you just log into your existing account and fire away. You don't have to create a new account in each state. It's easy, it's simple, and it's clean. And most importantly, we have some fun stuff coming up for the conference tournaments and for the NCAA tournament. Bet insurance tokens college hoops odds boost and my personal favorite a nice little parlay boost here and there so download the BetMGM app and sign up today big news guys i am thrilled to announce that we have partnered with autograph a company founded by the goat himself tom brady the autograph fandom app gives you access to the best college hoops content fan contests and exclusive rewards like discounted tickets, all for doing the things that diehard fans like you already do, following your favorite team in the news, 
and listening to podcasts just like this one. When Tom, and yes, I am calling him Tom, we're on a first name basis these days, co-founded Autograph, he had one mission in mind, change the fan experience for the better. It works like this. You get all of your college hoops content you want in one place. You get articles from your favorite writers, pods from your favorite hosts, contests from your favorite creators, all on the feeds and the sites that you already enjoy. But instead of having to go to all these different places, it all comes to you in one spot, the autograph fandom map. But here's the best part. The more content that you consume, the higher you rank in the app. As you consider the level up in status on the app, you can unlock unique rewards curated exclusively for you. So download the free autograph app in the app store and use the referral code F68, that's F68, or tap in at the link in the description below or in the podcast app of your choosing to start earning points for doing something as normal as listening to this very podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, and one other thing that I'll mention about this conversation, Jack, is, and I know I know we talked about this a couple of years ago, but once you start getting into the into the, you know, I heard I heard this connection through this booster has been in touch with this connection to this coach, talking figures and jobs and and agents are starting to field calls, and you know your team is mentioned in every single coaching search, uh, coaching carousel and coaching search article. It's hard to put that back in that milk yeah. back in, in the carton. It is. And, you know, as much as, as people who are in these situations will, will say, Oh, I'm not paying any attention to that. We're not talking about that. They know about this stuff and people bring it up to them. They know about it. And um, it's hard. It's really hard to put that back, uh, put that back in the bottle and and on top of all of that, and I know I've written extensively about it uh, in my previous life, and and I know you and I have talked about it. There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen too, and when you've got a lot of prominent voices who have money or have uh, influence in one way or another, it makes for a very significant echo chamber, and it creates a real challenge to succeed in. You've got to be extremely headstrong and extremely confident in what you're doing to survive in this market and in this job. There's a reason why it's one of the top, you know, depending on who you talk to six, eight or 10 jobs in the country. Um, and there's a reason why the two guys who have been the most successful at it, uh, at least since things got to the stage where there was a lot of cooks in the kitchen and there was money involved and all that stuff are two of the like most revered coaches for their swagger and their confidence and their, and their coaching ability in college basketball history. Um, and look, you, I mean, you went to IU it's, it's very similar up there. You've got to be able to withstand, not even withstand that stuff. You've got to be able to just to thrive plow through it and thrive at it. And that's another side of this that, you know, 
I just don't think that Kenny Payne has been able to to deal with. Certainly, um, you know, I, I think it got to Chris Mack a little bit once things started to go south. I think he thrived in it at first, and then he kind of realized, you know, if you, you don't get the results, uh, it becomes a pretty difficult place to be. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a big challenge with this job. And, and at this point, I think it is too late um, to really change the the trajectory of where this thing is headed. So, so if they do make a change, though, I'm sorry to be on the spot, but, but you know we have to do it. What? Who are some guys that you think could fill that void and be able to thrive in that atmosphere that that Louisville does have? That you know when it's going well, I don't want to view it as a as, as just a negative. When it goes well at Louisville, you're supported and and you're and the fan base follows you and is as static about you as much as anyone else in college basketball. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a negative. And if you win. None of the none none of that stuff matters as long as yeah. you're winning. Mm-hmm. The problem is you got to win, <laughs> and, then, yeah, and, then, and that's challenge. easier said than done. So I know I know Musselman's been the hot name on all the message boards and all that stuff, and he's been thrown around there. You know the the Mick is the pick thing's been going, but <laughs> but I, I don't I don't know I I don't think they could afford that buyout. Uh, but just. Who are some guys you would like to see Louisville take a run at it? And who do you think Louisville could realistically have a shot of ending up with throughout all the muck of, you know, the agents and, and, and the message boards, the discords, all that stuff. Well, I was going to say the last time we did this, we, we pissed off a lot of fan bases, uh, namely Arkansas, namely Arkansas. <laughs> um, yeah. Will the Arkansas people find us again? <laughs> I don't know. That is the uh, yeah. <laughs> the bottom line is, is their guy is always going to have his name thrown into a lot of these big jobs. And, you know, I, I know we are kind of heading in this direction anyway, so I'll just throw it out as a factor. in all of this conversation is the Ohio state opening. That was the um, next question. Yes. Does, yeah, <laughs> d- does Michigan, does Michigan open? open i we keep hearing people keep mentioning throwing in indiana i love woodson so i don't know we'll see how that goes but look all I'll of these say things that, i'll say on this on woodson like I, I don't just just very quickly um i i, I would be stunned and I, I know you have more inside info and all that stuff than i do but i would be stunned after the fact that they hadn't made the tournament in six years. They make it year one. Last mm-hmm. year, they finished second in the Big Ten, have yeah, the runner-up for player of the year in Trace Jackson Davis. They're a four seed, the round of 32. I, I, that would that would take a lot. I know it's been a, an absolute train wreck this season so far, but it would be quite the move for a program that's been traditionally a lot more patient with their coaches, yes. with Archie yeah. Miller and Tom Crean. Yep. Than, 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 like a, than like a Louisville has been for better or for worse on that standpoint to where just the outside influences and kind of reading it from, from, from that perspective as someone who obviously went to school there and followed them very closely, I would be pretty stunned if they moved on Woodson, but that would. Well, that's, but that's, I think our, our colleague uh, Goodman, uh, Jeff Goodman has said, if anything were to happen there, it would be Woodson deciding that he doesn't want to coach anymore versus the school move. And cause I agree with everything there. And I honestly don't think, that that would be a wise move unless you're confident you can literally go get the pie in the sky candidate. Well, they would know? go get Dusty Mays, I think is what they would do. You know, Maybe, former night yeah. night manager. So, it, it just yeah. that that just makes sense. <laughs> right. So so you know you, you there's factors there that that are always going to be weighed on um, by ads and and people around the ads boosters and all that stuff. So uh, the reason I mentioned any of those other potential places is just because they're great jobs and there's a lot of resources in those jobs and there's people who are willing to pay 
big money for good coaches to go get those jobs. And so as you're trying to jostle for position, uh, it's like those old rebounding drills. And I know teams still do it. You put the bubble on the basket. You can't leave the paint and you knock the crap out of each other. That's what, that's what the coaching carousel is going to be. They're going to knock the crap out of each other and you got to find uh, someone who's a fit. Um, I think for Louisville, I think you could go two two routes with, with how to fill this job. And I think both of them from a characteristic standpoint is where I'm going with this. I think both of these characteristics um, could work at Louisville. I think you either need to get a guy who is a head down X's and O's guy who is still, you know, good in, in media and, and stuff, but, but really is going to, to prove folks, Hey, the X's and O's in this team are, they're going to play hard. They're going to be a good solid team. And that's where like a dusty may comes into play is, is he's a guy who's, he's not some big brash, you know, personality. He's not going to blow you away with, um, you know, with, with big statements and press conferences and stuff like that. But um, he's, he's going to get good players. He's, he's a big evaluator. Uh, and I would encourage people who are uh, interested in, in learning about all these coaches. Uh, there's, almost always going to be uh, a really good profile of them uh, in the athletic. Um, but my buddy CJ Moore wrote a really good profile of Dusty May last year uh, before FAU went on that final four run um, that really gave an insight into how he operates and how he thinks and, and how he's built a team. Um, but then you get into that characteristic of like we were talking about earlier, the headstrong, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's going on around us. We're going to win. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be confident in what I'm doing. And there's like 10 guys. So I can think of who I think would fit that bill. We mentioned Musselman. I think Jerome Tang probably fits in into that category. I think Mick Cronin, when things are going really well, uh, has a, a swagger about him. Um, but again, as you mentioned, that might be an expensive um, situation there. I, I really truly don't understand that how that would all work uh, and if it's truly as expensive as as it's being made out to be um but yeah you just keep going down that list of of guys who you know a, a Nate Oates for example I don't think Nate Oates is going to be on the radar for Louisville because again the price tag is is significant but I use him as an example he's brash he's confident his teams play a very specific style they're good uh, they're fun to watch Bruce Pearl is in that same category very specific roster building style. They play a certain style. They're fun to watch. They're good teams. And he's out there and he's confident in his guys and what they're doing. And so I, I think you could go in either of those directions for a characteristic profile. Um, but I think, you know, to get the juice back a little bit, I kind of lean towards you need to find someone who's got that big personality uh, to come in and, and be the face of the program again uh, and really be out front. Uh, and really be someone who um, supercharges uh, the program a little bit uh, because I think the fan base needs it. Yeah, and you look at it, I mean, you, you said, you know, Nate Oates probably isn't someone that's a viable candidate for Louisville because of the financials. You look at it in Ohio State or Michigan, if that opens, maybe that's a little bit different for Nate Oates for, for, those, yeah. for those two because those two schools can pony up the money that Alabama can to where it, yeah. it brings up an interesting – situation to where traditionally Louisville's a better job than, than Michigan, Ohio State. Michigan, Ohio State are good jobs, probably. Yeah, they're like top, very good jobs. Yeah, they're very yeah. good jobs. Top 15, like, probably. Top of, yep, exactly. Yeah. Kind of top 15 jobs. Like, Louisville, probably top 6, 8, 10-ish. Like, it, mm -hmm. it's just kind of one level above Michigan, Ohio State. But I think the great 
leveling of the field is is the financial situations. You know, Michigan mm-hmm. and Ohio State have the Big Ten money. They don't have if you know Louisville ends up firing Kenny Payne, that's forty seven point nine million dollars in in buyout money you're paying in the last eight years. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And and the ACC contract isn't as big as the Big Ten. Just not even to mention the fact that Michigan and Ohio State are two of the biggest public universities in the country. Massive and athletic have departments. Massive yeah. athletic department, math, massive alumni bases. And yes, they're predominantly football schools, but they're not too happy. I mean, the fact that Ohio State's pulling the trigger on Chris Holtman on Valentine's Day. <laughs> like, they're, they're, tr- yeah, they're trying no to win in basketball. There, is there? Yeah, no. there really yeah. isn't. But... <laughs> But but that's showing like they're serious about trying to hire a dude to bring them back to relevancy. Two programs at Michigan under John Beeline was a phenomenal program. Mm-hmm. You know, made a couple Final Fours. Uh, obviously, had the title game of Louisville in 20, 2013. Ohio State made you know the back to back Final Fours of Mike Conley and Greg O. And they hadn't been as consistently up there as Michigan was under Beeline. Mm-hmm. But still, a really traditionally good program mm-hmm. to where all things equal. Even though Louisville's the better job on paper, I'd probably put Louisville behind Ohio State, and if Michigan opens, Michigan in the pecking order. And that's not something we're used to seeing. When the Louisville jobs open, it's usually the biggest job on the market because it's really hard to find another job that would be as good. I I, I do think, and and you can just say this, the Indiana guy talking, but I I do think Indiana would probably be the top job if it opened up just because it's very similar traditionally tier-wise to Louisville, but they have... Mm -hmm closer to the financials that Ohio State Michigan have. And they're obviously <laughs> as committed to basketball as Louisville is on that yeah. standpoint to where I think that might push them a little bit ahead of those two, but, but just pushing them again to the side, Ohio State Michigan, I think might be ahead of Louisville at this point, if both those jobs were to open. Yeah. It just depends on, it just depends. Like if they're both vying for someone with a, you know, um, an eight figure buyout, maybe that changes the 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 complexity of the situation but you know I, for for all of the conversation about money stuff I, I still think Louisville if 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 it really came down to it they can afford who they want to go get you know i that's i i i just i know that they're paying a lot of money for a lot of different guys uh and i i still think Josh Hurd probably doesn't get enough credit for negotiating the uh, buyout of Chris Max contract down to what he did. Um, Cause it was, he was owed uh, quite a bit more. Um, but I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I still think Louisville Louisville has the ability to go get somebody. Now the challenge I think that, that you're throwing in there also is, you know, you're starting to lose touch with, with, um, a generation of young basketball players. And that's where I think, you know, that's probably the biggest reason why I would make a coaching change um, is you're talking about uh, kids who are, you know, 16 right now who are, you know, coming up through the ranks of, of college basketball. They were four five. or five years old when Louisville was, was one of the best teams in the country. Um, you know, they had the years with Donovan Mitchell in the immediate aftermath of that and Terry Rozier and those guys. So maybe there's a little bit more in touch, but you've, you're running the risk here of, you know, really not having a team that has had a ton of success in recent years to have that name value. And, you know, the resources are there. 
the conference needs to get better. The ACC really is in a tough spot right now in the last couple of years. Um, but you've got the resources. You sure as heck got the arena. Um, and the arena is a big selling point when it's full and, and all that stuff. So I, I do think that that is a big, big, big part of this for Louisville. But um, you've got to go figure out a way to get to to strike uh, strike while the iron's hot and, and get back into the national picture quickly. Um, so that's kind of why I think you want to go with someone who's got a little bit of that, that juice and that swagger. Um, so, yeah, I, it's going to be interesting, Jack, because there's all these names. I, I don't know if you've read uh, Jeff Borzello's uh, look at the Ohio state job uh, yet, but I think it came out the day before we recorded this, but you know, you're, you're seeing names like um, McDermott from Creighton. You're seeing Miller at, at Xavier. Yeah. Um, Lamont Paris is, as yeah, Lamont Paris yeah. is going to be a Ohio game. native. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's some interesting names, and I, I don't know, you know, I don't know how many of those names will overlap with what a, a Louisville would be looking at. I think Ohio State and Michigan probably would be looking at closer uh, candidate pools, um, and, and and maybe you know, there's guys like Jerome Tang that that I think are exciting for Louisville fans, but but um, you know, I. I just, it's such an interesting market because it really feels like the last few years, the big, big, big fish, the Scott Drews, the, um, you know, these really Mark huge few names. for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah. These really huge names, Tony Bennett, like it just doesn't seem like those guys are going anywhere. Um, in which case, you know, what's the next, what's the next tier down from that. And it just isn't the same list that it used to be. There was a, a run and you mentioned Archie Miller, but there was that run where it was Archie Miller. It was Chris Mack. Shaka um, Smart. Yeah, Shaka Smart. Chris Holtman was in that was in yep. that group. Sean Miller. All these young, young coaches. Yeah. 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 And so you had all these young up-and-coming coaches um, who now have finalized where they're going uh, or or have found places that they are or, or have failed uh, and gone back to uh, um, a lower level of a job. And it's just created a really interesting market. So I'm, I'm fascinated to see uh, what Louisville thinks they can swing at and, and, and see where that goes from, uh, from those initial swings. There's one name that, that we haven't mentioned yet that I know has been incredibly divisive <laughs> amongst fans and, and I'll go and give my thoughts on it uh, for you, Jeff, but, but the whole Chris Beard thought, you know, very mm -hmm. big personality mm -hmm. has won a lot of games at, you know, some very hard places to win in Texas Tech. And and this year has, has already, you know, made Ole Miss at least a competent team. And obviously was at Texas before, you know, everything happened. But kind of the big question of would Louisville hire a guy like that, you know, trying to balance the moral compass of he's going to win games, but has checkered past to where it's a little bit different than, you know, Bruce Pearl taking a Tennessee kid to a barbecue or Will Wade making Javante Smart a strong-ass offer. And and I've been very, like, like Johnny Two Sides on it because I'm like, like, again, if you want me to make the decision, give me Josh Hurd's paycheck and I'll tell you what, what decision I would go <laughs> with. But, but do you think Louisville would go for a guy like a Chris Beard that has done so much winning and has the big personality that would fit the Louisville job well, but has – the allegations of, you know, the things that got him fired from the Texas job and, and and has him at Ole Miss. Now, do you think Louisville would take a view of we can't hire this guy because of that? Or would they say short-term bad PR would be outweighed by the potential of him potentially winning a lot of games and going deep in the NCAA tournament? 
I am only speaking for myself on this. Fair. I don't, I have not had a conversation with Josh Hurd in, in a while, not, you know, by, not for any negative reason. I just haven't talked to him in a while. Um, something that I think is a factor in all of this that people need to consider is that a coaching hire is not done in a vacuum and it is certainly not done just by an AD. Um, you know, Tom George, as an example, the guy was a unicorn. There are not very many ADs who essentially ran a university uh, to the level that he did uh, and was able to make hires that otherwise most ADs probably would not have been able to make. And so we'll save that conversation, whether that's a good or a bad thing for a whole other day. I know he is revered by a lot of Louisville fans. Um, but Josh Hurd is not making this hire just by Josh Hurd. He's got to answer to some university folks and some some larger um, institutional side things. So it's my perception. Somehow my TV in my hotel room just turned on. I'm sorry about that. But it's it's I'm not even sitting near the remote. I don't even know how that happened. Um, sorry, that's bizarre. I'm going to turn it off as soon as I give you my thought on this. But look, personally, if I'm an athletics director, I can't hire Chris Beard. I just can't, especially if I'm the AD at Louisville. Uh, I think Louisville has, for better or worse, um, dealt with some some real stuff. Some of it not not its own doing. I mean, you're not going to blame Louisville for Dino Gaudio um, and his behavior. But I can't make that higher. I just, I can't make that higher. There, that's not to say, you know, I know there's all these back and forth and people have disputed allegations and blah, blah. You can't make that higher. You just can't if you're Louisville. So I, I just, for me, it's not even a discussion. I just don't, it's not a, it's not a possibility. That's fair. I just think it's impossible to do this coaching search with, with the amount of the been- remote. Keep talking, keep talking. I'll but come but back. It, 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 it's so perfect that this happens while, while we're talking about freaking Chris Beard of all things. I, but it's an all time podcast I, yes. moment. I, I mean, <laughs> we're talking about Chris Beard and serious allegations stuff, and that's when the TV remote bombs on. It, 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 it's incredible. It, it, it's You can't script that. But yeah. to me, I feel like there's just been so much talk about it that we can't talk about the coaching search and not bring it up. Like for me, the, the, that's, it's a moral dilemma. It's, it's an absolute moral dilemma because for right or for wrong. And I would honestly say usually for wrong, a lot of times in sports and I'm not just U of L, but anything, whether it be the NFL, you know, major league baseball, basketball, any, any sport you want to look at, we very much push the morals aside. If the player is good enough or if the coach is good enough Mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's good or bad for us as a society. I just think it's a fact at this point. So mm-hmm. I don't know if Louisville would do the same thing. Obviously, it's a very unique situation, as with all the scandals and stuff that, that you mentioned. But the, the question to me is, would Louisville be – I think the, the correct word is desperate. Desperate enough to do that if they feel like he's the best guy and he's he's the dude that they could get if they weren't able to get someone like Musselman or Tang or Dusty May, so on and so forth. I, I think it is just – worth saying and mentioning and yeah. needing, needing to bring up because I, I think, you know, it, it's whether you want it to happen or not, it, it's a part of this coaching search at this point. 
until yeah. we well, look, I, I I don't think I don't think yes I agree with all that and I just I don't think that I don't think that the bona fides the coaching bona fides and there are significant coaching bona fides with Chris Beard he is a good basketball coach I don't think that there is enough of a separation between him and some of the other people we've talked about uh, who are all at different stages in their career uh, to say this guy aside, if you cast aside a pretty big thing to cast aside um, is a slam dunk resume compared to everyone else. I just, the, the, it's the, a very similar resume to, yes. I mean, like Chris Beard's yeah. been to a national title game in an elite eight. Eric Musselman's been to two elite eights in a sweet 16. Jerome Tang in one year has been to an elite eight. Nate Oates has been a number one overall seed, been to multiple sweet 16s. McCronin's been to a final four. And other than this year has had two decades of being a damn good head coach yeah. of, of winning yeah. a lot of ball games and getting yep. to the NCAA tournament. Dusty may, I, I still, I still like, I, I again I don't know if if Dusty May is the right fit for for Louisville. I don't know. I don't know Dusty May. I've never talked to him. I've read one story about him and I've watched FAU play quite a bit. Um in the tournament and and, and towards the end of last year and into this year when they were really really good. But Dusty May I I lived in South Florida for 3 years. I lived in West Palm. I lived in Palm Beach County where FAU is for 3 years. What happened to the tan? I never had one to start with, my man. It's <laughs> white as a hotel wall then, and I still hey, I, I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Uh, I cannot, I cannot tend. But anyone taking Florida Atlantic to a Final Four has something going right for them. And the fact is, is look, yeah, you know, I know people. Oh, this has been disappointing this year, and. They were preseason top 10. They're still like 18 and five, which I think it's like, guys, let's check ourselves here. We're talking about FAU. Now they've invested in their university the last decade. They've spent some money. Um, they've had a lot of, uh, of change and, and growth there, but that is a tough place to win. And Dusty May took them to the final four. Um, Jerome Tang is in the toughest conference, I think, during the regular season to win in. And they had a great first year. Now he's, you know, it's been a little bit more challenging in the second year. Squarely um, on the bubble this year. Squarely on the bubble, but uh, but they play their butts off in, in that league. And so, you know, you start to look at these younger guys, and I know I mean younger in their coaching careers. They're not necessarily younger by age. And you have to look at the context in which their teams are succeeding. Um, and, and that that just makes it a, a, a very interesting conversation. And Jack, I want to throw one more thing at you because I'd be I'd, I'm interested for your thoughts on it. We're talking about all these guys, and a lot of them are not having great seasons. They're not. There isn't a hey, this team's going to be a one seed like Chris Mack. It's going to be a one seed, and then at the end of the year, he's he's leaving on a high, and you're getting the hot coach. They're really, I mean, you mentioned Mick Cronin. They're what, like 13 and 12? They've yeah. they've really clicked on the last couple couple weeks and they've really started to win some games. Um, but Musselman is struggling at Arkansas. Um, you talk about Tang is a bubble team this year with Kansas State. Um, Dusty May's team has again, they they had preseason top 10 uh, expectations put on them. They're still very much going to be uh, a tournament team and probably a higher seed, but um, but not to the level that they were last year. And so you just keep going down the list of these guys who are good candidates 
um, who just are not having these huge years, which is why even a Sean Miller is not having a great year. He's, he's not, they're not an NCAA tournament team. No, this year. which no. is why, you know, McDermott at Creighton might be an intriguing guy. Um, but yeah, you just keep going down the list and these guys aren't having huge years. And so I think that makes for a really interesting conversation around making a hire. You're just not going to be able to roll the final four clips and the, and the conference championship clips of this guy that you hire uh, in all, in all likelihood, unless there's a rabbit in the hat that that Josh Hurd knows about that we don't, uh, and I think that adds an interesting layer to to all of this too. Yeah, a few things on that. Number one, I think you've seen that before, to where you know Shaka Smart makes the the Final Four in 2011, but he doesn't leave to take the Texas job until what 2017. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, um, uh, you've seen you know Chris Beard goes to the national title game the next year he's like a sixth seed and then he goes to the Texas shop to where where I think you've seen athletic directors take a much more larger view of things mm-hmm. when it comes to the coach whereas as uh the fan and media side it's very much well let's look at what you've done lately and ignore the bigger yeah. picture of a lot of things. Yeah. like Eric Musselman's been a disaster this year but again the previous three years he'd be he'd gone sweet 16 elite eight elite eight <laughs> like which year's the outlier there this yeah. one, you know, yeah. Mick Cronin has had 20 years where he's been in the NCAA tournament every year has made a final four. Was it kind of a miraculous miracle run? Yes, but he's been in the second weekend before he's in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. every year. And at, I, I don't think Mick Cronin's the guy who's going to hire, but if they were to go that route, he would at least give you a very solid baseline of you're going to be an NCAA tournament team more often yeah. than not, which yep. would be very refreshing for Louisville at this stage. You know, you know um, uh, and you can keep going on and on down the line. Drum tank's a little bit different. He's only been a head coach for two years, but a lot of these dudes, dudes, it, it's you take the larger sample size and not just and even with Louisville, you take the larger sample size of two years of Kenny Payne and not just what's happened the last four games. It tells a much, much different story than just the what's happened in the last couple weeks theory. Mm-hmm. Number two, I think it's a very good thing for Louisville, to be honest, to not just have the the shoe in one off dude that's going to kind of be the head coach because they, they've kind of, they've had that the last two times of Kenny Payne and Chris Mack. And we've saw, seen how that's turned out. Yeah. I, I think it, 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 I think it's very refreshing. I mean, even on the football side, it's been Jeff Brom, Jeff Brom, Jeff Brom both times. Yeah. And they only got yeah. him once. I, I think it'll be a nice change of pace and very refreshing for Louisville to actually go through an actual coaching search mm-hmm. and be able to look at a lot of different candidates and let Josh Hurd and the search firm that everyone will eventually end up hating. It's just inevitable. <laughs> it's going to happen because it always happens. Gotta have the search but, firm. Sorry, yeah, guys. Gotta have a search. Yeah, but, but gotta do the, somebody's got to do the vetting for you. Yeah, but the search firm, Josh Hurd, the board of trustees, whoever else gets involved, they get to actually go through candidates and do actual interviews, give lots of people chances, and be able to have their own opinion form instead of just being handcuffed by the fan base to ha- and and former players to hire Kenny Payne or, you know, Christy Max from Louisville. You got to hire him. <laughs> but yeah, but I think it'll be a nice change of pace for Louisville to be able to actually go and get the guy that, that the department wants to hire. Not saying they mm-hmm. didn't want to hire Kenny Payne or Chris Mack, but something that isn't a foregone set in stone yes. conclusion and just becomes a formality that we've been talking about for the last three months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. The other no, I agree. I agree. I, you know, and I, I know uh, this, 
I don't, again, I'm worried I'm going to ruffle some feathers here, but another guy who I think is a really good coach and I agree with everything you're saying is Steve Forbes um, at Wake Forest. I think personality wise, I think he'd be fun at, at Louisville. Um, I like watching Steve Forbes' scenes. They're really fun to pl- to watch play, but at some point you got you to do more than a first four. Yeah, like, like, no, like, no, I, I mean, agree. They're, they're, they're getting yeah, fun this year, but they're probably the an IT team. They had a lot in Williams, won the ATC player of the year. They were an IT team. Yeah. Or they no, first no. Last year, I mean, you, you gotta that that would be my biggest thing in Seaboards. I know, I know our, our mutual friend Mark Dennis is very high on him, also, and and he passes the eye test, yeah. but he doesn't have the you gotta results. Get results. Yeah. yeah, you gotta have some results. No, that's true. That's true. So yeah, I, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 fascinating. Uh, it's a fascinating search. I'm intrigued. I'm so happy that people still think it's fun to tell me when um, some booster I've never heard of has tracked down an intermediary to talk to um uh, a, another intermediary who's connected to coach x I, I love that stuff uh so if you're listening to this please keep doing that uh, because it's very entertaining for me um and i enjoy it and and i have no strings attached now except for the occasional jack grossman podcast appearance i'm just i'm just along for the ride i live in louisville so i'm intrigued by the coaching search and and I tell people this every year. I think I think they think I'm crazy. I, I, don't get me wrong. I love the tournament. I'm obsessed with the tournament, like like all of us are who would be listening to this podcast, watch every game as much as I can, or every time slot, I guess at this point. Um, but man, I get jacked up for a coaching carousel. <laughs> I get football and basketball. Just give me that. I, I, I like it in the NFL. Uh, the NBA isn't as exciting because it's like who really cares yeah. who the coaches are. Um, but but college football, college basketball, and NFL coaching carousel. I want all the juice. I want to send me send me the screenshots of the message boards. Send it all to me. I'm still invested. I'm still fascinated by it. Um, no longer getting coffee uh, in discreet locations with agents, but um, but that's a that's a former life. Uh, decision or sometimes it's not even remotely discreet and somehow nobody really noticed but that, next time we're getting into these stories because we, we no, gotta no, no, yeah. those 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 are those are private zoom conversations <laughs> with jack grossman not uh not floyd street's <laughs> finest uh conversations yeah. <laughs> hope i will say this though hopefully this is the last time we gotta go through this on the louisville end because not gonna lie you know the coaching search uh, stuff is fun but it's february 15th i'd much rather be talking about a team that's yeah, in the thick this, of an ncaa tournament race yeah. And, ta- yeah, and actually yeah. i got into this to talk basketball that that yes. that's me <laughs> yeah, yeah but and Same. i would and i'm Kind of tired, but I mean, it doesn't help that Indiana's had so many coaching searches also. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they'll, I would, they'll, they'll I would like okay. to actually talk about the team at some mm-hmm. point. But yeah. that's all we got for today. Always, always, always appreciate the time, Jeff. Really, really enjoy it. I'm Jack Grossman. We'll be back next week here on Floyd Street's Finest. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.